and you're feeling all alone only you to hold your own no one there to help you only there to hold you down so stop don't beat up yourself cause it's everyone else so don't look down look up And welcome to another exciting episode of the Battles We All Face podcast. I'm your host, John Morris. I hope you're doing great wherever you are in the world today. If you're struggling with self-esteem, self-confidence, and just really trying to find who you are and all of that, then today's show is really for you. We're going to offer a very, very different perspective to what you normally would hear uh, regarding this topic. But before we do that, you know, I want to bring in one of my best friends and to bring in the show, of course, Someone to bounce the ideas off, always there, always, always bubbly and energetic. I want to welcome Joe. Hey, Joe, how are you doing? Hey, happy belated birthday. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, 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 yes, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great show. And man, you've already made my day so far, but <laughs> you've told me nothing, but you've told me so much. I know that I'm expecting so much. I just don't know what. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, you know, we, we were talking a little bit before we came on air that, uh, you know, I, I turned my phone off, folks, at uh, sort of like 2 p.m. on a Friday afternoon. And it doesn't usually go back on until 8 a.m. on Tuesday morning because it's important to have that downtime, that off time from social media and things. Um, we were laughing a little bit before the show because, as Georgia said, you know, it was my birthday over the weekend. It was also my wife and I, our seventh anniversary, uh, which was lovely. We didn't actually do all that much, uh, and we'll talk about that during the show. Um, but we just enjoyed all the things that we did. But anyway, I clicked on my, my phone this morning, and there was nearly 2,000 people, all of you guys out there in our, in our little community and universe and, and everything that's there that was wishing happy birthday and all these wonderful, lovely messages. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I think it's an opportune time. It's the same as Christmas that when somebody sends you those messages, you know, it's a really special thing. Um, so I want to thank everybody for, for doing that. And uh, it's really, really wonderful. But before we get carried away, Joe, of course, what are we going to be talking about in today's show? Well, you know, we're going to be talking about self-confidence and that's a touchy one. That's a hard one. And that, but that's one that so many people have issues with. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that we're going to talk about it. It's going to be exciting. We haven't planned it out entirely. We're just going to kind of do like we always do, let it go. And I'm sure that everybody's going to get something of value from it. Very much so, very much so. And and honestly, I like the shows where we, we don't plan things out. We have a topic, we have an idea, but it's it's the organic things because I find oftentimes when things are scripted, you're often trying to remember what line comes next and it just halts the show more than anything else. So I really like that we've got that relationship and that kind of energy where we can do that. 
and uh, and it's a tremendous amount of fun. So uh, yeah, absolutely. So Jill, in terms of self confidence, where do you want to begin? Mm, mm. Well, for one, why do people lack self confidence? What is the the some of the common causes? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where they they find that issue and how do they overcome it? For one, we'll start there because then I was fixing to go like ten more minutes, but. You know, some people start at an early age. Some of it, some people are confident all the way up until, you know, their 20s or 30s, and then something happens, and then they're just like, wow, they lose everything that they've had. So, I mean, how do they overcome that, John? I think it's, it's, it is a really interesting thing. And prior to really thinking about this uh, conversation, this topic and things, My answer would have been uh, self-confidence, by my definition, is knowing that you know. So, for example, it's about a specific topic or knowing that you can perform whatever activity it might be. It's that ultimate knowing with inside you that you can do whatever you need to do in that chosen field. And to answer your question, uh, you know, quite honestly, I think a lot of people lose their self-confidence because, again, an event can happen, this can happen, that can happen, and it really rocks people. However, thinking about this a little bit more uh, this morning, and some really interesting revelations started to happen. I was standing in my kitchen, I was making lunch just before I messaged you to make sure we're all right for today and everything, and... um, in, in many ways, I was listening to a teaching talking about self-confidence and self-esteem. And when we look at this a little bit closer, we actually realize that self-confidence is one thing. Self-esteem, which is closely linked, is often, I feel better about myself as long as I'm doing better than somebody else. So for example, if I'm succeeding in my business, I feel great. I feel wonderful. And all throughout our school lives, really, we are taught this, you know, we're taught that you need to be number one or you need to be number two, you know, number two is not really good. So you want to be number one, everything you do, you know, wants to be number one and anything other than number one is, is just pathetic. It's, it's pointless. This is what's been taught in our schools and this is what's been drummed into us. And to offer a little perspective on how foolish this is uh, about human beings thinking that being number one is, is so important and this dominance for power as we're seeing obviously in, in Ukraine right now, um, you know, power is, is one of these really foolish things because it's, it's something that has to be taken by force. And people often forget that it's the same force, maybe a little bit more, that also takes that power from the person that's just taken power. But I digress. So what tends to happen is human beings think that they need to be number one they need to be big and powerful and they think oh wow the whole universe revolves around me 30 seconds after the universe has imploded on itself it isn't even a memory that's that's how big and amazing the human beings you know human race is you know you zoom in a little bit we're not even the center in our own galaxy you know so this whole idea of needing to be better than somebody else you know, is, is kind of a foolish one. But then human beings go a little bit further and they say, 
well, if I dress in a way that gets more attention than you, or if I am smarter than you, or I can perform better than you, then that puts the attention on me. That boosts my self-esteem, but it negates you. Here's the thing, to, to offer a little perspective. If the entire population of worms was to be extinct, it would only take between 14 and 16 months for the entire human race, all of creation, everything that you see around you, to die. <laughs> it's as simple as that. If ants were to go the same way, it would take between 18 and 24 months for all of us to die. But here's the thing with human beings, you know, the most, you know, the highest form of, of human or the highest form of evolution, so they say, if human beings were to be wiped out tomorrow, the world would actually thrive. <laughs> this is the crazy thing. The world would thrive because there'd be no one there to try and blow it up. There'd be no one there polluting it. There'd be no one there worrying about their sexual identity or, you know, conquests or, you know, or, or whatever else is there. The world actually would thrive because human beings make great topsoil. You know, we, we are very, very uh, spreadable once we are uh, decomposed. So, why on earth do we feel then the need in terms of self-esteem and to, to puff ourselves up and, and, and kind of look at it that way as I need to be better than you in order to succeed? And that's really what's being taught with regards to self-confidence and self-esteem. Now, there's nothing wrong, and, and, I'll, and I'll stop talking, um, but there's nothing wrong with you know, wanting to feel confident about yourself. But again, it comes back to how we use our mind, how we're using our bodies. Everything I listed, you know, about sexual conquest, identity, power, all that, that's all stuff external of you, needing to look better than someone else, needing to have bigger muscles than somebody else, uh, needing to fill in the blank, have a bigger business, you know, have more sexual conquest than anybody else, you know, to travel the world more than anybody else, to be able to eat more pizzas than anybody else. It's all external. And everybody that follows that line of thinking is kind of falling into a trap because they're always looking for external things to satisfy what's missing internally. When in reality, what needs to be addressed is what's going on inside. And I think that's why we have such a high dependency now on drugs and on pills and so many things. This past weekend, I was uh, examining and exploring uh, several different seminars with regards to that and antidepressants and, and a ton of other things. So I think that's something that, you know, to, to kick off the show, <laughs> it's a very different perspective because again, a lot of people say, well, I just want to feel good. I want to you know, have a beautiful makeover. I want to, I want to do this, I want to do that. And yeah, the external stuff is fine, but it only lasts for so long. Whereas once you get the internal stuff fixed and sorted out, the external stuff more more than ninety nine percent of the time naturally happens. What are your thoughts, Joe? Have a lot, <laughs> um, but that, I mean it was all just so so on point. Now, yes, that you know, don't focus on the the outer things. We need to focus on the inner things because when we when we perfect or hone in the inner um confidence awareness so on and so forth it brings about everything that we we desire for one in the outer realms but we need to value the internal more like you said because the outer world or or, or whatever is not going to be there forever eventually it's going to expire and why do we want to focus our 
attention, our efforts on something that's we're not going to be able to keep forever when eternally, internally, it gets to go and, and, and move on, <laughs> so to say. Um, so yes, I definitely agree with that. As far as the dependency upon things, absolutely. Um, I do feel like that's just a band-aid or an excuse to yeah. do something and not focus our energy on correcting the actual problem. And of course, we all know if we do that, it's never gonna get better. Um, <laughs> and so absolutely right. My gosh, my gosh, it's, yes. It's interesting. Like I said, with, with self-esteem, it is literally how can I make myself feel better by making someone else oftentimes feel worse or looking the best or, you know, but it was an interesting, um, interview that I saw recently, and I think it is an old interview, but it caught my attention for the the aggressive press that it was getting. And it was Tom Cruise, who I think many people know is a Scientologist. I am not a prognosis of, uh, or a prognosticator of Scientology by any form, any means. Uh, again, I do not hold to any religion or anything like that. I simply am. Um, there's something that he said that was really interesting. This is what started to get my mind thinking, Joe, um, about, you know, this whole thing with antidepressants. And what you said there was absolutely on point, you know, in terms of people take antidepressants and they use it as a Band-Aid. And the guy who was interviewing him came back and said, well, if that person, I, I, I don't, I forget who the, the, um, the name of the celebrity was, that anyway, it, and it doesn't matter. But if, you know, if, if that person feels better, then isn't that enough? And I began, I actually paused the, the interview and I thought, you know, you know me, my wheels then get turning. I sat there and I was like, no, it's not enough, actually, because again, like you said, it only band-aids the problem. Uh, many medications that, you know, human beings are on and that I've been on in my lifetime are severely, severely dangerous. Um, when you actually do the research and realize that through simple exercise, through you know, that, that self-mastery through developing your own ways of fixing, you know, again, this whole idea of fixing, that's, you know, topic for another, com you know, another conversation. But when you start to actually address the issues that are there, rather than I want to take some chemicals, I want to pop some pills, your body is made up of these chemicals. And the only reason that you're taking them is because probably, quite honestly, when you've had these depressive states, you're living and operating in a world and an environment of your own creating more often than not, that is kind of, you know, subduing these chemicals from naturally functioning, you know, serotonin um, and your serotonin levels are usually the areas where people feel depression. You either too much or too little, they can be regulated, regulated naturally. Um, you know, and I think, again, it's for all of us, it's something that we all need to do research into rather than, well, if it, if it makes that person feel better, if it, if it seems to work, then is that not fine? And I liken it to a drug addict that's taken LSD um, or a sex addict that's, you know, going off doing whatever they're going to do. You know, they feel great. They look amazing. Wow. Maybe not the sex addict, but someone that's on LSD, you know, they're, they're full of energy. Like, yeah, come on, come on. I'm full of energy. Whoa, 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 here we go but they've had to take a, a chemical stimulant to get to that place that has put their body out of sync and also has the potential to kill them. It's the same with marijuana. It's the same with a lot of the CBD stuff that's on now. Again, we produce this stuff naturally in our bodies. 
And as I said to you off air, Joe, just before we came on, I think so many times people, again, always looking for that external rather than doing the work in themselves that's going to last a heck, lo- heck of a lot longer than, uh, than pills and stuff, you know. And, and I think that's really, again, always where people need to begin. You know, it, it's, it's so simple in many ways, but people have been conditioned, go to the doctor, go and, and fulfill that need, go and scratch that itch, um, go and pay the doctor in the United States, you know, $100,000 per year, you know, per patient. You know, over here, we don't pay for prescriptions, certainly in Scotland. Um, if we did, again, you know, <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't be on them. Uh, but it's it's really interesting where a lot of people are seeking those external solutions to their problems. And um, the answers are really, again, within them. And I know I make it sound very simple and very easy. And to a degree, it is. You've just got to begin. You've got to figure it out and decide, yeah, I'm not going to take pills to, to do that. I know, I know we completely segued there, so. right and I feel like so many times you know people will make a decision like that Mm -hmm. or of some sort to do something yeah and then they realize either shortly after down the road you know that that probably wasn't the best decision Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and instead of taking a step back taking the time because it is going to take time to pull yourself back to make that correction and get back on, on, in the right direction. They say, well, you know, I don't want to put in that effort. I don't want to take that time. I don't want to lose that time. And then therefore they end up never getting where or being who they truly are um, by just not taking that short period of time Mm -hmm. to make that correction. I think far too many people actually want to be spoon fed and have become lazy. Um, if, if I'm very honest with you, I think that's, that was one of the biggest issues I found working in churches, working in ministry. People want to be spoon fed their spirituality. They want to be told how to think um, as opposed to realizing there's so much more, you know, that's there. And, and like I say, it's the same with the medications and it's just, now folks, I, I'm not, you know, just obliterating medications and everything but what i am saying is you know you have to do your research you have to figure out what is triggering this illness this sickness this depression this what whatever um and you know again the more research that you do the less potentially harmful stuff at least you're going to know then why you're taking what you're taking um and i think again like like we've said so many times before education is such a powerful powerful thing um but joe i mean for for you what does self-confidence look like for you obviously being in the united states um different culture than than compared to here Mm, okay well self-confidence to myself is 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 gonna just having the belief and seeing what everybody else sees in Mm. you Mm -hmm. that you have the ability to see it in yourself and that is so hard to do sometimes um and even if you get told it bing 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 all the time it's still hard you you had that little voice in your head and it's like well you know but they're just saying that for this reason or they're doing it for that reason but being able to block that out to be able to see in yourself that you truly Mm -hmm. are capable of anything as long as you set your mind to it and take the proper steps to acquire it you're good Mm. but you have to do that first you have to believe in yourself and that's truly what it is to me Mm -hmm. just believing in yourself tuning out all the noise 
and living the life that you truly are meant to live with your head held high and your shoulders back. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I mean, you know, for, for you, for example, you know, you, you do so many phenomenal things and, uh, you know, I suppose in, in, in some ways, lesson two, you know, that I learned today was the whole thing of, you know, this whole idea of people looking up to you and, uh, and I tell people, you know, don't look up to me because once you look up to me, you actually stop me from being human. You, you put me on this pedestal where you can never do anything wrong. And you, you know, you always have to be the person they believe you to be. Um, so it's like, never, never, ever look up to somebody else. You can admire somebody else for what they do, but that, and that's fine. But, um, you know, Joe, I mean, you know, I don't think it's any secret, you know, the fact that, you know, we have been talking about this, so you, you being very much involved with the Battles We All Face brand, with help with branding and all sorts of other stuff, you know, when you, you know, and, and what you talked about there was um, a very, very common thing, because a lot of the time, it comes from, certainly from childhood or the past, it's only going to come from one or the other, um, you know, where you hear that little voice that, that says, oh, you're not really that good. And that often comes from a family member somewhere down the back and that says, you know, well, don't get above your station or, or, or don't forget where you came from or, or, you know, whatever it might be. And those things stay with you for a very, very long time. And like we said before, we are conditioned in the world. And I would say certainly for, for the West and probably for the East, uh, the same, we are conditioned to be humble, to never say when, you know, when someone pays us a compliment, like, oh my goodness, you're really, really good. Oh, ooh, thank you. Thank you. You know, you, you're not trained to say, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, I am, you know, and to enjoy it and to give that energy to someone else, you actually negate and break down their compliment um, by saying, mm, thank you, you know, mm, you know, as opposed to, you know, thank you. Yes. You know, completely agree. I love this painting as well. Because I'm, ama I'm, I'm as, as amazed as you are that it came out looking really, really, really good. Um, and then you stand back together and look at it. And it's like, what do you like about it? I like this. You're almost looking at it from the third person as if it wasn't you that painted it, but you can admire what was going on. Same with a book, same with anything else that you do. And uh, I mean, Joe, you do everything, you know, and, and so many wonderful, wonderful things, uh, whether it be branding, whether it be in shows, whether it be hosting and all of that other stuff. And uh, you know, it, it's important when you feel those emotions, remember, you're going to feel whatever it is that you're thinking, your thinking is the first pl place that it needs to, you know, to take shape and, and, uh, and everything else. And, uh, and once you start to recognize, hmm, I'm thinking actually about that person in my life, that made me feel like crap many, many years ago. Why am I thinking about that person? Because they feel like crap in their lives. And that's why they put that onto me. Hmm. I actually can pity that person. I can pray for that person, but I don't need to take that emotion on. Hey, wait, oh, we just made a breakthrough. Now I can move forward and recognize that, yeah, well, I know where I came from. I know where I'm going. <laughs> you, we have that amazing ability in ourselves, but it all comes back to, again, like I say, that, that inner awareness, when we start talking negatively about ourselves, we start feeling miserable uh, for whatever reason, you know, that we can actually say, why the heck am I thinking that? <laughs> you know, and have that conversation with yourself. Exactly right. Exactly right. Now, you know, it reminds me of a few different things. So having that type of, especially when you, you started off at a young age, it's kind of like having an addiction. Mm. You're constantly fighting it, so to say. You're constantly saying no, no, no. Now, 
Um, whoever has read Flight Plan, Brian Tracy, talks about an airplane, how it gets to one destination to the other, but it never goes the same course. It's constantly correcting its path. And that's exactly what we have to do to our thoughts each and every day. We have to monitor them as best as we can. And when we see that we're thinking that way, we have to correct it and put it back on track. Um, is it always easy? Nope. But you have to do it. Um, we also have to remember that no matter what we were told or made to feel at one point or time at, or another, that nobody's opinions about us hold any value. The only one that uh, holds any value is ourselves. Yeah. And once we realize that we can do whatever we want to do, then we have the ability and the mindset to go and make it happen. Absolutely. And, and there's nothing wrong, I think, with asking for somebody's opinion, but I would strongly urge caution. Uh, and, and I always look at it with... Um, you, you almost have to have statistics for me to ask for, for my opinion or for your opinion. And it has to be, are you in the line of work or interest that I'm asking about? Do you know what it is that we're talking about? And can you actually offer an unbiased opinion? So, you know, if, if I'm and, and I had this with students, there was a lady and it's always sisters. Um, but there was a lady, she had a sister and every single Wednesday night, she would come to our art class. She would love it. She'd have a great time. She'd do phenomenal, phenomenal artwork. And then the next week she would always start feeling kind of glum and find it miserable. And I'd occasionally get the text message saying, Oh, John, I don't know if I want to come back. And eventually I said, what on earth's going on here? And she said, well, my sister tends to see my paintings after I've done the art class. I send her a photo every Wednesday night. And she always says, nah, don't like that. Nah, that could change. Nah. I said, your sister's really negative, isn't she? And she said, yeah. And I said, does your sister know a damn thing about art? She was like, no. I was like, what the hell are you asking me for then? Yes. <laughs> and, and that's the crazy thing. People are always asking opinions from people who know less than actually they do. So it's uh, you always use caution when you are uh, seeking others' opinion for sure. Um, but like just you said, you know, that the only one that really matters or the main one that really matters is the opinion that you hold of yourself because you can't control what other people do and say and think about you. You can't even begin to change that. Um, you know, the 2000 people that wish me happy birthday, each one of them has a different idea and concept of who I am, none of which is accurate, <laughs> you know, and I can't change that. It would take more than my lifetime to try and change that. So I don't bother, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's very, very important for sure. Um, Joe, what for you, when you start to, to have those little wobbles and those little shakes, what helps you with your self-confidence? Well, first and foremost, to be grateful. Mm. I think that helps with every aspect, but I don't just be, I'm not just grateful. I always say I'm obsessively grateful mm. um, to where I focus nonstop on what I'm grateful for until I remove any negative feelings, vibes, energy that I might be feeling. And then at the drop of a hat, Somebody will reach out who I respect their opinion <laughs> and they'll say exactly what I need to hear when I need to hear it. Never fails, never fails. Um, now, there are certain times that those thoughts, feelings, they come more regularly than, than usual. And a lot of times that can come, I have found, 
with being impatient mm -hmm. and feeling like you, you need to be here rather than here. But who's to say I'm the one that put that time limit on myself. <laughs> so who's to say it's incorrect and I'm not exactly where I need to be mm -hmm. when I need to be there. So we just have to stay patient, stay calm and stay grateful and, and pleased with where we're at, I believe. I completely agree. And that's, you know, it, it is one of the, the most humorous things at times for, for us. And I used to have that same thing. You know, it, it's the ability to stay, as you say, patient and to recognize that you're actually operating on a time outside of your own uh, when all this is going on. And um, again, like we said, I think last week, you know, when you're trying to hurry things along, that's when things tend to go wrong. You know, it's, it's like you try and hurry a flower to grow. It's, you know, flower petals are going to fall off. It's the leaves are going to be badly damaged. It's not going to grow back again. And it's the same for a lot of bodybuilders that want to take the shortcuts and taking anabolic steroids to excess and things. Great. You may look great now, but <laughs> you've heard the process along. You've put your body out of balance. You can end up with more heart conditions and issues that are going on. And we weren't meant for these things, despite how many people tell you and some well-meaning people some not so well-meaning people you know despite how much they tell you that oh yeah you know we're meant to live in extremes we're meant to live in this it's, no we're not you take a look at some of the faces of the people that are living in extremes and you're telling me really <laughs> is that really what we're meant to look like you know someone that's one foot in the grave and the other foot slipping um so it's 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 interesting for sure um and uh I think more than anything, you know, like, like you rightly said, I tend to uh, live by uh, the, the philosophy of distraction, for example. So the ability to change your focus, uh, for some people, they can do it, they can bang, they can think of something else, and they feel wonderful, they're amazing, they can go and do something else. For other people, it's a little bit harder. And what I tend to suggest is constantly keep a set of these on you now i don't actually have my actual headphones i've got bluetooth headphones now that are really cool they hook around the back of my neck and uh, you don't even know they're on they're so light um maybe put a link to those actually in my bio <laughs> so folks can go and buy them and check them out thinking about that um but what i tend to do folks is when i very rarely these days but when i feel you know, that little bit of a waiver, that little bit of a shake that I'm like, okay, I'm writing my books, I'm passionate about it, but it's affecting income, it's affecting this, you know, or you take on the energy from family that's a little bit nervous and things. You've got to change your focus because as long as you stay in that focus, you are going to continuously feel the way that that energy makes you feel. So again, you've got your headphones. I always suggest audiobooks um, and usually self-help audiobooks, spiritual audiobooks, because the energy frequency is higher and it's level as opposed to music that's all over the place and constantly doing this and your your rhythmic system your body your mind whatever you want to call it, is doing this as well your ideal thing is you want to be as level as possible uh, for as long as possible because that helps you stay focused reduces anxiety means that you're breathing properly breathing correctly and uh you know until such time as you can get away from that negative energy system if it's coming from someone else. Um, but I think it, it is really important that we are aware that, you know, low self energy or low self-esteem, you know, comes from comparing ourselves to others, you know, and it's often in the business world, it's Tony Robbins is much further on than where I am. He's been doing it for 40 years longer than I have. Uh, but we don't, we don't remember that. 
we just remember Tony Robbins further on than where I am. Um, you know, Bob Proctor, you know, is further on, you know, and, and now since past on, he's, he's much further on now than where I am. Um, great guy, loved his teaching. You know, all of these different people and you're continuously looking for these different markers and saying, well, Wayne Dyer was more spiritual and, and Sadhguru's is a, is a mystic and, 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 and I'm just me, I'm just me. And it's like, yeah, you are the same amazing, brilliant soul that you always have been, that you were created to be, and you weren't meant to be where they are. If you were, you would be them. You know, you would be Wayne Dyer, a bald-headed guy that battled leukemia, a ton of addictions, and all sorts of other messy situations. Um, you would be Sadhguru, who gets death threats every single day and, uh, you know, travels the world here, there, and everywhere and has to cope with hundreds of thousands of employees. Um, you are meant to be you, right where you are right now. And even though you may look at other people and say, gosh, you know, I would love to be where they are. I bet if you knew their full story and you knew what they had to go through and you knew what, what they had to face on a daily basis, you'd probably say, oh, hell no. I would not want to be anywhere near that person. I'm happy being me. Um, can I tell you a story, Joe? Would that be, would that be okay? Please do. Please. I'll tell you a story because everybody likes stories. So th this is uh, an, an old mystic story that I heard recently and I thought was, was really, really cool. Um, so I'll, t I'll, I'll try and tell you the short version of the story because it is quite a long story. But basically there was a, a little mouse and you know he lived in a cave with a spiritual sage, uh, a person who lives in caves like a hermit and, and meditates a lot. And, you know, this mouse, you know, he, he was he was feisty, feisty little mouse. But this cat, this stray cat would come into the cave on a daily basis and would torment the cat or, or would torment the mouse. And the mouse one day thought to himself, you know, if only I could be a dog, then gosh, the dog just wouldn't, you know, or the cat wouldn't even bother with me. So the sage, having reached these powers of enlightenment and things, he turned the cat, or he turned the mouse into a dog, and, and the mouse, or the cat, didn't come back. Mouse, the mouse, you know, becomes a dog, chases off the cat. A couple of days later, there was a, a wild stray dog, and these things, you know, they're, they're bigger, you know, they're, they're like coyote kind of things, and uh, you know, they're, they're vicious. And this dog then was being tormented and plagued continuously, running into the cave with the sage, you know, and, and tail in between his legs and everything. And the dog said to the sage, he was just like, sage, if only I could be, you know, uh, if only I could be a lion. If I could be a lion, king of the jungle, hallelujah, make me a lion. I could deal with that creature. I could deal with all creatures. There was no one that could touch me. So the sage thought about it. And he reluctantly said, okay. I, I will turn you into a lion. And the sage, just so sick and tired of all this, he said, but there's one condition you have to leave now. You need to go find a family of your own. You need to begin your life because I'm constantly being disrupted with all of this noise and, and just, just fuss all the time or surrounding me. Um, and, and it's affecting my meditations. It's affecting my spiritual growth. So the lion leaves. And the lion's now, you know, for a little while walking around, puffed up pride. I was like, oh, I'm a lion, look at me, woo. And little time goes by and he says to himself, I'm a lion on the outside, but on the inside, I'm still a mouse. If I went and devoured the sage and I ate of that spiritual leader, 
He's the only one that knows that I'm a mouse. My secret would be kept safe forever. So the lion starts a long journey. He goes back to where the cave was and where the sage was sitting. And he plops down before him and he says, Sage, I'm going to devour you because you're the only one who knows my true identity. And the sage just turned to him and he said, you know, it's amazing, isn't it? That no matter what we pretend to be on the outside, we're still exactly the same on the inside. And no matter how amazing and fierce and frightening and powerful you may look on the outside, you're still the same creature on the inside. I will turn you back to a mouse. I will set you free in safety and prosperity. We'll go down to the lake. We'll find you a family. Go and be a mouse. Go and be the very thing that you were created to be and stop trying to be something that you weren't. And that's the story. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's so stinking true. You were created to be you because you are uniquely you. And I love it. And no matter what we try to be, because we all try to be someone we're not at some point in time throughout our lives. You're just you, but you are beautiful. And oh, I love that story. The amazing thing is, you know, when you stop trying to be somebody else, you actually realize that, oh, wait. I can create me exactly the way I want me to be, give or take a little bit. Nothing, nothing's ever going to work out externally the, the exact way that you desire it to be. But internally, hey, I can, at least I can control that and I can be whatever it is I want to create myself to be. And I, I think, you know, as, as we, we come towards wrapping up the show, believe it or not, you know, it's, um, it's really amazing that, Life is so short, and the more you enjoy it, the shorter it is. Only the people who are miserable live a long life, um, you know, you, and statistically you'll find that out. But because life is so short, what are you waiting for? It's like if you want to be an author, if you want to be, and you know deep inside you, you know that burning gift and that passion that you have, why do you wait? You know, and and a lot of people wait because of money or because of this or because of that. And I understand all of those things. I've been through all of those things. But equally, never did I lose sight of who I was, what I was put here to do in the world of art, obviously now finding um, the amazing gift of being able to write and, you know, communication through books and things. But it was also as well to be a divine spiritual being, teaching people that you're here having a temporary human experience. And I'm finding that more and more. And the more that I get into that, I know we were talking about that a little while ago. The more that I find that, the more I get into that, the more I enjoy that, the more I just want to be and stay and do that and find ways to make that happen. We were joking uh, a little bit off off screen because a lot of people say when they, they don't go to work, they don't get paid. I'm now in that mindset where I'm like, if I don't go to work, I still get paid. And you find ways now to construct this in your life through courses, through shows like this, through sponsors, and all of that kind of great stuff. Um, So you can construct life the way that you want it. You just got to figure out how. And if you are constructing a life surrounded by stress and misery and anger, have a look at it and say, how much did you actually create this yourself? (laughs) I can answer that every bit of it. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, it's the truth. Um, We create the good, but we also create the bad. Um, And, you know, 
if you're a person that experiences a lot of good, that's great. Evaluate it and mm. make sure that you continue doing what you're doing. And if you're a person that experiences, you know, more, more bad than good, then we need to evaluate and make that correct correction. But I mean, it's up to you to do so. Don't be lazy. As John says, do it. <laughs> and that's it. You know, it's, it's a very simple thing. If you're not where you want to be financially, then the words of Robert Kiyosaki, you know, don't be lazy. Go and figure it out. Go and find the information. You'll be amazed if you do it for six months. We were talking about this, I think, and, and this is something that Joe and I are working on. This is something that my wife and I are working on. In terms of your financial intelligence, growing mentally, financially, and understanding all these different things, I now spend every Thursday, and it's usually between eight and 10 hours, just studying solidly on investment, on finance, on everything surrounding that area. Now, that means that at the end of the year, you've got another wealth of knowledge there, but you also know, and you can speak intelligently about what's going on, about the market, and you understand it. Again, if you're not where you want to be financially, do something about it. If you're not where you want to be spiritually, do something about it. If you don't want to be physically, do something about it. Don't just accept it because you... In your acceptance, you actually create craft and allow your life to go exactly the way that you want. And of course, if you need help in this area, we're providing spiritual solutions to the problems that you are facing, whether it's in business, personal, finance, family, even spirituality, of course. And of course, you can get in touch with us at thebattlesweallface.com. Joe, have you got anything to add before we wrap up today's show? That was beautiful. Just again, happy belated birthday and anniversary. Um, to you both and thank you to everyone who um, tuned in and listened now share 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 and if you have any questions or if you just want to give us some feedback make sure and comment and let us know because we love to hear from you guys absolutely guys and thank you so much for watching as always you know don't forget to like share and subscribe tell a friend because it could be the very thing they need to hear in that hour of struggle and joe my beautiful soul amazing friend thank you so much for another fantastic show um yeah and guys take care god bless we will see you same place same time next week have a phenomenal week guys take care